Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the real Ephraim, Pastor Cervante Ephraim. And today's episode is part two of the series Compromise Gone Wrong. Today, we will be talking about what has the black church, what or the black community have benefited from the presidency this far. Again, what has the black church and community benefited from the presidency this far you're going to hear it today on the real Ephraim podcast show Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the real Ephraim. Just stopping by to let you know that just in time for the holidays, we have real men and real women pray t-shirts. Yes, I said it. Real men pray and real women pray t-shirts backed by popular demand. We have all sizes available, so don't worry. We do have your size. And also introducing, we do have cups yes we have coffee cups for that favorite coffee drinker in your life so feel free to stop by pastorcervanteefrom.com and check me out see the merchandise you know what and for the holiday season they make a good gift okay you have a blessed day bye hey what's going on everybody this is the real Ephraim pastor Cervante Ephraim and I want to talk to you a little bit about this, what's going on. Um, first, let's give credit where credit is due. First, I want to thank God for giving me this opportunity to talk and to speak and to just even be alive. I want to thank everyone, amen, that has something to do with this, amen. And that's all God. Praise God. <clears throat> amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you and I praise you for this time. God, I ask that you would just give me words to say, God, we thank you, we praise you. Lord, God, forgive us for our sins, everything we did and said that was not right in your sight. Lord, God, forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The question is this, what has the government or how has the government benefited the black church and community during this during their presidency first let's talk about this <clears throat> getting kind of tongue-tied but we have to really address this and a lot of times pastors and preachers they don't talk about this again and they remain silent and they have discussions amongst each other and they have questions and talk and these kind of topics come up amongst themselves but not the general public so i want to talk about it to the general public i want to let you guys know and let you guys in and i want to talk about it because it needs to be addressed you can give me your feedback and your comments at the real ephraim podcast show.com feedback okay so let's get to it so how has it benefited us how has it benefited the black community as far as rights, as far as laws, as far as law enforcement, how has the government benefited the church? How has the government gave 
homage to God, the creator, instead of giving homage to themselves. How is that? We look at presidents all through history, starting from George Washington on down to President Biden present day. And we have to ask ourselves, did they compromise? Uh, what did they do? And I mean, the facts are there. We've seen presidents that were slave owners. We knew presidents and we've seen presidents that committed acts of adultery. And we, I mean, we've seen it all in these presidents, and we want to know how has it benefited us as a people, as a race? This, oh, let me start first by, let me go back and say that this is the Great Compromise, episode two. Episode one, I talked about homosexuality in the church and homosexuality has it, how, how is, is how it's affected religion and the Catholic Church and how presidents compromised, you know, their faith in order to please other people. We talk about petting the dragon. Amen. So I'm talking about now is how has this affected us? Like I said, we've seen all through history, we've seen all through time how the presidency and the government has basically shown their quote unquote butt, how they shown it, how they showed up and showed out, how they demonstrated the power of basically who they are and you're going to live by it and you're going to accept it. And that's how it is, is how it is. And we've seen it. And how how is it affected us in black America versus white America? Now, how can you say that? How can I just say that? But it's true because everybody wants to be categorized and everybody wants to be put in their own category. So how has it affected black America? Now, Latino, the Latino community, they're, they do not want to be, let's just keep it 100. I'm going to tell you now, I'm a different kind of person. I'm a different kind of preacher. But let's just keep it 100 that the Latino community, they don't want to be categorized in, in African-American or minority communities. But yet and still, every time you look up and you see around the corner and you look over here, and you look over there, you see a Latino market or a Latino store as opposed to a black store or African-American owned business. I mean, let's just keep it 100. That's what we see. That's what we're accustomed to. And we're still asking ourselves how and what did we, or where did we go wrong at? You know, and that's a good question. And it's a question that I really want to ask somebody. If you have the answer, just email me, hit me up and let me know where do we go wrong at? Because, you know, you can't say, oh, we don't want nothing because there are some African-Americans that do want the good in life. They do want to eat from the, the table in life. But yet and still, you have people of different nationalities. They tend to get more better treatment from the government. So how has that affected? How has it affected us? That's a question as an answer in itself. And people don't want to, people are afraid to ask that question. They can talk about it in a town hall meeting, but they can't talk about it outside on the loudspeaker. You know what? I see these people out here. I see people out here and they get on the um, loudspeaker 
on a Bluetooth speaker and a mic- microphone and they preached heaven down. Don't get me wrong. Everyone needs it. Amen. But I need and I would like to see some people get on the microphone on the street and talk about the real issues that's really messing with the that's really hurting in the black community right now and the African-American community. And let's just put it in context. Let's just put it in in a category, the African-American church, because you do not see a Latino church or Hispanic church hurting. They have the churches, but yet and still you have preachers and pastors that have no church, you know, and they're renting and they're, they're the renter and they're not the owner. I mean, let's just keep it 100. And yet and still, we sit here asking ourselves, where did we go wrong? Where did the government, how was the government benefiting us? How was the government benefiting the community, the African-American community? The reason why I keep saying African-American community is because we didn't ask to be categorized, but they categorized us. When I mean they, the government categorized us, people categorized us, but yet and still they want to be exactly like of African-American. Let's just keep it 100. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry to hurt somebody's feelings, but everybody wants to be, you know, a different race. You have African-Americans want to be Caucasian. You have Latinos that want to be African-American. You have Koreans and Asians that want to be African-American or they want to be Caucasian. You have all these different, everybody is having an identity theft. I mean, identity, but identity crisis, but nobody wants to be like Christ. Everybody wants to be like everybody else. And it's time that we stop and get out of the identity crisis area of our lives and be like Christ. Amen. But back to the subject, the government, what have they done to benefit us and help us? Law enforcement. Oh, my God. Do not let me go there. That's a different subject. Every time as you look up, there is a police brutality situation going on. And there is law enforcement that's, you know, beating on people. You know, we don't hear them beating on or killing or murdering Caucasian people. I'm just keeping it 100. If they are doing it, show me the news. You don't hear LAPD or you don't hear no kind of cops beating up on the Latino community or Hispanic community. You don't hear that. If you have the news dedicated to that, let me know. Let me see it. But yet and still, we still hear the um, rate of African-American men getting killed by law enforcement every single day. And I need to know what is the government doing <laughs> to help the African community, African-American community, or you let alone what are they doing to help in the black church? Because the black churches, they're disappearing the black churches are disappearing. Why? Because they're what they're doing is, and what I'm seeing is a lot of these African American 
churches, they're lending their churches out to the other race. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody needs a place to serve God. You know, God is not only, you know, one place He's everywhere. God is here and God is there. But, you know, you have these preachers and they're lending out their churches to these people and they wound up taking over the church and kicking the owner, which is the African-American man out. And all his members are leaving because, you know, because of what, you know, because of that happened. You know, I'm just saying what has the government done or what have they do? Are they doing in order to help us help the black community? And that's a question that needs to be answered. And we don't know the answer. But I think I have the answer. And I think I know what the solution is. We'll be right back on the Real Ephraim Podcast Show. Hi, this is Miss Pat of Direct My Path Life Coaching. I am here to help you see through all of your stress, all through this pandemic, all through your bills and your children. If you need a little direction, holla at your girl. Not literally holla, but let's talk and let's chill. You can reach me at area code 323-909-5529 or you can email your issues at directmypath88 at gmail.com and we're back now let's talk about something that i believe we all can relate to and that's the hush money effect yes the hush money effect hush money is something given to somebody just to hush them up and we've seen it countless times from the government if it has not been Hush money has been hush benefits. It's been hushed that. It's been hushed that. I'm not ranting and I'm not angry and I'm not upset. I'm not. It's just the fact that we need to get woke and stay woke and see what it is that people are doing and how the government is affecting us as a whole, as a community, as a Christian person, saved person. So, I don't know if they had stimulus checks back then in the 1800s and the 1700s, but I'm quite sure that there was a time that people needed money. So, people that were in position or high positions, I'm quite sure they gave the people something in order just to, you know, hey, say here, take this and take this in order to, you know, hush up. And we know you got demands, but we still going to do what we do. And we still want to find ways to, you know, do what we need to do over you. So here's something just to keep you quiet. If it's in the form of health benefits, if he, even in the form of just, you know, giving someone a leave or giving them a pass or even giving them a pardon. Hmm. We know where that comes from. So like I'm saying. Every, I'm quite sure, I don't know if they had it back then, but let's talk about the recent events and the recent presidents. Do you think I should name names? As a matter of fact, I will. <laughs> we know that we had a president, his name was Donald Trump, and the America was in a bind. And America was in a situation, and we're kind of still in a situation. 
it's not only by the grace of God that we are still alive and well to this day, but we see and we saw the pandemic, epidemic, COVID-19 situation, and we saw how, you know, there was a time where the government just shut down. Well, so they claimed that it shut down, but nobody really had no proof of the government shutting down. But if the government was going to shut down, then that mean law enforcement and all things like that was shut down. But all those things were still going. So we look at the situation that happened and there was and we needed money. Everyone needed money. And, you know, the, our president at that time, he said, OK, I'm going to give everyone some money. And. I looked at it as hush money. I looked at it as money, you know, just to keep quiet. Now, did everyone benefit from it? Yes, they did. The black community, the African-American community, everyone, every community benefited from that money. And it was deposited in everyone's accounts. If you didn't get it deposited into your account, you got a card sent to your your residence and with the money on it. So everyone benefited for us. So everybody took the money. And we took the money and we were happy. We was like, yeah, finally some residuals, something that we can work with. But along came with that were strings. Everything is not free. Okay? It's not free. Everything that glitter is not gold. So, of course, came the uh, consequences and look, 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 got tongue tied. And along came with that were the consequences and the different types of stimulations in order if you accepted the money and if you got the money so in return for us accepting that money we got higher taxes and higher wages and i just want to urge everyone it doesn't matter if you're computer literate government literate or if you just read books here and there you have to stay up on your current events and have to stay up and know what's going on around you and you wonder why life is passing by and this is what's happening this is what's going on in the world people are being we're being paid off you know and that's just being for real about it and we thought that since we elected a new president we thought that since we elected a, a democrat we thought that you know things were going to be a little bit more better now it's not my place and not my call to say if things are better or got worse but we see it. We see it. When you go to the grocery store, five items is $75. <laughs> so what is that telling you? It comes with a consequence. It comes with uh, something behind it. So we have to be mindful and be open to know that not to put our trust in a stimulus package, not to put our trust in a, a COVID-19 relief package, but we need to put our trust in God. The Bible says his government is on his shoulders. So that means if his government is on his shoulders, that means that he is ordained and he is doing, he does the, he's commanding, he's in command, he's the chief in command, and he is, has power and dominion over them. So they have someone to answer to. So when we think about it and when we look at it, we are under God's control. Amen. Not man's control. It's just so happened that we're here on this earth and that they are the powers. They are the people that God placed there. See, once we get that in our mind, that God has placed them there, then we got to know how to operate from there. But you have people and you have certain people and 
certain groups that are still operating and regular uh, in their own mindset and think that everything is ran by the almighty dollar or the almighty button oh the button that means the push button the things that the, the button the control key see you have to understand something we have to understand something that that does not govern us or that does not you know uh puts us in uh you know like we you know it just it doesn't govern us <clears throat> so many words so how has how has the hush money affected us how has the hush money given the twelve hundred dollars and the fourteen hundred dollars how has that affected us it's affected us in a mile long way because now people figure they have to do fraud and things like that and they have to you know the bible even says it you know be careful people become lovers of money in their own self and you know is i'm misquoting but it's the truth and we have to be aware of the hush money once we take the hush money then we have to understand the consequences that come behind it. So don't get mad if the police don't respond to your emergency because we took the hush money. Everything comes with a price. Uh, we have to understand that. Everything comes with a price. You know, just like the million dollar man, how remember how in wrestling, I don't know if anybody ever watched wrestling, he would go around and he would buy the wrestlers with the money he had. He was the million dollar man. So once we know that anything and anybody can be bought, then we how to know we know how to govern ourselves and what we have to do. So in conclusion, don't take the hush money. We can't say don't take the hush money because we already took it. Now we have to ask God to forgive us for taking the hush money because there's a lot of situations, things happening behind closed doors that we don't know. Amen. So how has the government affected the black community and the black church? Those are the ways. That's how it's happened. So we have to be mindful, know that God is in control, know that he is the author and finish of our faith. Amen. And once you get that, and once we get that, everything is all good. Amen. I want to thank everyone again for tuning into the Real Ephraim podcast show. Amen. And remember, here on the podcast, we deal with real people. We deal with real situations. And we also serve a real living God. Don't forget to stop by the podcast <clears throat> Website, the real Ephraim podcast show.com. You can, you can go there. You can leave your comments, feedback, whatever you want to do. Don't be afraid to donate. You can donate $1. That'll be a blessing. Amen. I have t-shirts. Also, we have all types of t-shirts. We have real man, pray real man t-shirt, and we have aprons coming soon. Do not forget to stop by also to the real Ephraim live stream youtube station yes it has happened i'm going to take a break from hiding behind this mic and i'm going to go live stream i want to do live stream for a while so we can get some you know get some people on there and get some things happening i've been talking to some people and they're with it so
praise God for that and continue to keep us in prayer. Remember, if you're going through something, God can fix it. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, thank you. We praise you for this time. And God, I pray that someone was helped, Lord Jesus. I pray that someone heard the word, amen, and that take heed to the word and use the word and apply it, Lord God. I pray that we would apply it to our lives and our everyday living, Jesus. We give you all the praise and the glory. We bind the devil and plead the blood of Jesus over every situation, over everything, Lord God. Sickness, health, everything. And we plead the blood of Jesus. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we thank God. Let the church say amen. Have a blessed evening. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Chaplain Ephraim coming at you again. Amen. One of the things that chaplains have to understand, and I also have to understand, and we've understanding that a lot of people, they do not want to come to church. When I say come to church, they don't want to come to the four walls. Maybe they have their own feelings or or we know something bad happened to them something traumatic so they feel like they don't want to be associated with the church or they don't want to be associated with you know a pastor they don't want to be associated period with the fact that you know I just don't want to go to church so I believe as chaplains we need to understand that and bring the word to them bring God to them where they're at you know a lot of people they discriminate and they are judgmental about another person because maybe they don't want to talk about church or maybe they don't want to be associated like I said with the church so as chaplains I believe that we have to bring them bring the church to them you know the Bible says that we are the church so we have to bring God to them. You know, we have to bring that salvation to them. Because, like I said, if I was a gangbanger, if I was a prostitute, or if I was, you know, just someone that just did not, you know, feel like uh, I went to church and I felt like people were judging me, I would not want to go back to that church. I wouldn't want to go back. I really wouldn't. I'm like, you know what? I'm cool. <laughs> But as chaplains, we have to be, we have to meet them where they're at. And a lot of people, like I said, they get discouraged and they feel shameful because of maybe they did something that was just so traumatic or they did something that was so wrong that they feel like God doesn't hear them or forgives them. So I myself, being a young man, a 37-year-old man, and I'm familiar with the streets. I'm familiar with that life. So I have to learn how to bring God to them on the level that they understand. Because maybe that the person, maybe that the only type of church that they've been to was only at funerals. So we have to understand that as chaplains, like, you know what, hey, 
I understand you're at this level in your life and I'm not going to shove religion down your throat. I'm not going to shove Christianity down your throat. I'm not going to judge. I'm going to I'm not going to shove that down your throat. I'm just going to say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to meet you where you at. Where are you at spiritually? Where are you at? You know what? You know what? Um, let's just be 100. What God are you serving? Because a lot of people have a different. They have people have different. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? God give me the word. Jesus give me the word. A lot of people have different uh, preferences of who God is in their life. Thank you, Jesus. They figure maybe God is something. You know, maybe God is. You know, uh, you know, just I don't know. They they just they just figure that they're at a point at time in their life where they're just getting by, and I believe that as chaplains, we need to understand that. You know, we need to be more open and be more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I already said open, but be more accept to accept a lot of things and be more um oh god give me the words jesus i'm blank we have to be ready for anything amen and i just wanted to put that i wanted to phrase that because a lot of times we leave things out and we don't put the main focus out there and i'm just putting that out there because we have to meet people where they're at even a person that's in church or a person that's inside um you know like i said those four walls you can't be a pastor or a reverend and you know forcing your congregation to live one way and be one way you can't do that you have to meet them where they at you cannot hold bible studies and think you cannot hold bible studies in hebrew you can't do it because the congregation doesn't know Hebrew. They never studied it. So you have to meet them where they at. Amen. And I just pray to God that we're meeting people where they at. You know, and if you in your neighborhood, the people, they know you're saved and they know you serve God. So you have to know how to come at people and relate to people because people when you try to give them that heart when you try to give them the hard bible the the thou this and them and them and thou the king james version they don't understand that amen a lot of people they only understand ebt they only understand poverty they only understand gang affiliation they only understand that so you have to meet them where they at and still interject christ in it amen I just wanted to clarify that because we get, like I said, we get it twisted. I get it twisted. Amen. I, I, I try to tell people sometime about something. They don't understand where I'm coming from, but I have to bring it down to where they at, you know, and you have to bring it where they're at. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you and I praise you for this time. Thank you, Lord, that you're blessing us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us where we were at. We were at low places. We were at bad places. We were at the low, the lowest of lows. We were out there selling drugs. We was out there prostituting. We was out there gang banging. We was out there 
doing everything under the sun amen and god you met us where we were at and you saved us you delivered us and you kept us god now you kept us then continue to keep us now jesus continue to wash us daily continue to wash our minds and our hearts and our spirit god we bless your name jesus for being a church out the four walls god we thank you lord for being a ministry that's outside the walls of the church god that we can give it to you that we can give the people the word plain we can give the word to people that's right where they're at i give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen praise god Thank you.